welcome back to Driving Theology. Hello, 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 hello. Sorry for the noise. I'm setting my microphone level. Uh, anyway, I said uh, welcome back to Driving Theology. This is Mike. And this is my first day back to work after a fairly long uh, shutdown has been happening. Um, it's a little bit warm here, so I'm going to turn on the air conditioner. And we will be on our way. Yeah, sorry, I haven't, uh, haven't uh, uploaded uh, any podcasts the last couple weeks. I've been meaning to... Uh, do some from my home. I did the one. It's actually a lot of fun to do. I don't know why I did not just go back and try to do another one, but I just didn't get to it. It seems like every time I thought about doing it, I needed to do something else at my desk. And uh, yeah, so it did not end up happening. And I apologize for that. But I thank you for the podcast you have listened to. Um, And yeah, so life uh, continues. Life has been going on. I'll do a quick coffee check first. I am drinking uh, Brazil's uh, Monte Alegre, or Happy Mountain, (laughs) uh, right now that I roasted. I guess it's been a week ago now. Uh, it's a nice coffee, actually. Yeah, we've been flirting with doing it uh, a bit darker. Uh, and actually, I think I did it darker yesterday. I can't remember now. But actually, yeah, I think it's dark enough. Uh, this gets right into the beginning of uh, second crack coffee roasting aficionados uh, right in the beginning of second crack which basically puts it at a city roast plus getting into your darker roasts Uh, maybe from dark medium into dark uh, somewhere around in there but actually it's a pretty good coffee and I tasted some things in it this morning Uh, not at first like my first taste was kind of off and I think it's because I had brushed my teeth and eating some lovely Honey Nut Cheerios this morning. Uh, now I'm starting to get some of the nuance of the flavor. Uh, I can't remember. I tasted some sweetness and maybe even a little chocolate. Yeah, not sure. But it's a really good coffee right now. It's got some liveliness to it. Uh, a little fruitiness. Um, definitely a little sweetness. It's fairly cooled down by this time. Anyway, that's the coffee check. Uh, So, yes, I have been off from my job for the last month, uh, which is why uh, I haven't recorded any podcasts while driving and uh, why the one podcast I did record was from my home. Uh, But now it looks like I'm going to be able to go back uh, every week, at least for the uh, 
brief future, and and maybe you know maybe Japan has ridden out the curve. We'll see. Uh, as far as I know, our prefecture has had no new cases for about four or five days, which is really good news. Uh, and Japan itself uh, seems to be getting things under control. Uh, I worry about my my uh, my brothers and sisters uh, in the states who are not only dealing with uh, a massive outbreak. In fact, the biggest in the world. Uh, there in the states, they're also dealing with a broken healthcare system, uh, and. One side of me realizes that, of course, we need not despair over broken human systems. They are human, therefore they are broken. Because all humans are broken, therefore the systems they create are broken. Okay, I, I understand that. What I've run into recently, however, is, is a such a huge distrust in the government and I would I would put it as far as paranoia there's such a paranoia uh, that the government is trying to give you this is so weird okay the government is trying to give you socialized systems such as welfare um, which of course includes food stamps, health care, uh, maybe even you know free tuition, other subsidies, and all kinds of things. They are doing this in order to gain greater control over you. That the purpose of these outward-looking, compassionate uh, programs actually have the sinister goal of subjugating the people who are receiving them, okay? And of course, somebody on the internet has come up with a list of, I can't remember, eight or nine things that that governments do in order to uh, take a democracy uh, into communism. And the first thing they list is take control of the healthcare system. So the government takes control of the healthcare system, and that's one of the ways that they are trying to push society towards uh, full-on communism. Uh, yeah, so there's this paranoia right now that if we do fix the healthcare system, if if universal health care, God forbid, uh, that everybody in the states have equal access, regardless of social status, uh, class, race, gender, uh, religion, um, marital status, right? Regardless of anything, if you're, if you are in America, you have equal access to health care. Okay, this is universal health care, which we have in Japan. <laughs> that to do that is to is to crap on America, to crap on freedom. Right? To spit in its eye. That if you accept a government 
uh, regulated healthcare system, which America does not have right now, um, especially a universal healthcare system, then you are basically an American, you are not a patriot, you are a communist, and therefore, uh, even though they themselves would benefit from this healthcare system, uh, they refuse to accept it. Oh, oh well, of course, all of these people are also <laughs> healthy at the time. Uh, they refuse this system on principle, on the principle that it's it's one more step towards communism. Which is about the most cynical thing I think I've heard. Well, let's just say this week. That's the most cynical thing I've heard this week. That Obamacare was created uh, to subjugate the American people. That that was its, its intent. I will say, I think Obamacare was created because... The healthcare system, which is not government regulated, is and has spiraled out of control for some time now. Uh, to the point where, you know, you, you you can't have a a fairly routine surgery uh, without losing uh, your um, you know a year's worth of salary or something like this. A year's worth, mind you. And it's just crazy. It's just out of control. The prices are out of control. The insurance companies, the HMOs, uh, hospitals and doctors and, and litigation, lawyers, not to mention education, the price it costs doctors to, you know, to, to, to get their degree, to even become a doctor, to where they might be able to help somebody. The whole system has been spoiled and, what's a better word than spoiled, uh, rotted, I guess, made rotten by money. Money ruins everything. It really does. It really, really does. So, so this, this horrible situation in America people are willing to live with as long as they in good conscience can still call themselves an American and and consider themselves to be free uh, yeah. yeah that's crazy however what nobody talks about Not on, not on that side of the argument. Nobody talks about all the socialism that already exists all throughout all governments, and especially America. Public education, socialism. Police force, socialism. An army, socialism. Roads, socialism. Public libraries, socialism. These are all socialist policies, right? They're powers given by the people to the government. Okay? So socialism is not the enemy. Socialism is actually what government is. 
all governments are, in a sense, socialist. So what we're really squabbling over is to what extent do we want to be socialist? Right? To what extent do we want to be? And the other side is we're just afraid we can't control it, that we're going to become communist all of a sudden uh, just because of, you know, um, some poor people getting food stamps. So what would fix everything and I, and I know you know what I'm going to say. Uh, what, what would fix all these problems in one fell swoop is if we just started following Jesus. And I know that's a super simplistic answer. But America and many Americans, and especially those on the far right who are, who are so anti-socialist programs and anti-communism, those very people also claim to be followers of Jesus Christ. The man who would never put his own needs above the health care or the health needs or the pain or the suffering of others. A man who would go hungry while freely feeding thousands if he had to. A man who would not even spare his own life to make sure that other people were taken care of. He spared nothing for us. He cared nothing for himself. He instituted a country called the kingdom of God. The kingdom of heaven. Which exists to this day. And it exists in us and around us and through us. Uh, and it is oblivious to the governments of the world. Because it it supersedes and completes the longings of, of every government and all people everywhere. Right? What you want out of your government, Jesus has already taken care of and granted you. Everything you need for life and godliness you can find in Jesus. Okay, everything you need for your life. Um, and so if, you know, of course we, we still live in this physical, this this physical world. I'm not saying the other world is, doesn't have its own physicalness. But we live in this world now. And yet our Lord is supposed to be Jesus Christ, not Donald Trump. Uh, not any other presidents or premiers. Premiers, 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 prime ministers, kings or emperors. Our true Lord is, is Jesus. And the awesome thing is he's a Lord that puts the, our needs of, uh, above himself. He is the kind of Lord that puts our needs first. So as we're as we are saying, you know, America first, America first. Jesus has always been saying, "You are all first. If it comes down between me and you, I'll lose every time." Is what Jesus says. 
for our benefit. Uh, so what I can't get my mind around is that people would rather stand on a principle that has nothing to do with Jesus and use it as a weapon to deny other people basic health care. That's just what it boils down here to me. And I'm trying not to be paranoid about all, you know, the possibility of the American government becoming communist or or something like it, right? I'm not paranoid about the American government or the Japanese, I live in Japan, obviously, or the Japanese government becoming more and more heavy-handed. I don't want to be paranoid about that because I know that the kingdom in which I live uh, has already fixed all those problems for me, has already granted me freedom and grace uh, and citizenship with no conditions, with no conditions for any of them. And that I am safely a citizen, a full citizen with full rights and full benefits in the kingdom of God, as are you and everyone else. And so whatever is happening in America is on one level an illusion. Uh, yeah, actually that's all I can say about it. What's happening on one level is an illusion, right? The, the, the fact that America is a government is, is a bit of an illusion, right? It's, not, it's never going to be exactly what we think it is or what it says it is. It's an American, broken, dishonest uh, system. And so to some extent, uh, it will always not be what it purports to be. Okay. Um, and so why expect it to be anything great? The reason is, and I've said this before, I'm sorry to hash on these things again and again, but this is just what's happening right now on my Facebook feed and uh, conversations I've had with friends and and this is this is what it comes down to. Um, <laughs> that little rant took me completely off of my subject. I forgot what I was going to say. Uh, but it comes down to the fact that Americans still, in their heart of hearts, believe that they are exceptional, that they are the chosen nation of God, and that they have special rights and privileges that belong to them and that don't belong to anybody else. Uh, and that they have been the victim throughout history and have done nothing but good but gotten nothing but bad from it. This is kind of the, the, the way that we are shaped in the education system. To believe that Americans are exceptional. And this is important because the education system of any country is, is regu regulated by that country, okay? And so its, its purpose is going to be to serve the country. So the education system is designed in a way that it produces the citizens that a given country believes desirable for the 
propagation and uh, progress of that country and for its longevity, if you will. And so whatever they deem necessary uh, for America to continue as it is, right, then they will do. And so the education system of every, of every country reflects the values uh, of that country and is attempting to make citizens that serve the values and goals of that country. So if you are in a militarized system, then you will start raising your kids in a military way because you want great soldiers. Uh, if your country wants a greater GDP and a stronger economy, uh, you will start pushing math uh, and those types of things, right? To deal with money and business. Maybe you'll push sales, uh, um, the art of the deal, for example, uh, that Trump has put out. Uh, however, if your country values healthy, happy citizens above all else, above security, above money, then that will be reflected in the education system and you will see a system that raises people to be good human beings, to be compassionate and caring. And I actually see this starting to happen around the world. I, I feel like the education system is becoming, by and large, more and more compassionate. And I think this is a good move, but I think it's despite the efforts uh, of some of the worst people in governments. Uh, sorry, just enjoying a sip of coffee. So I hope that we would reflect on our own assumptions and beliefs about our governments and the directions in which they are headed and weigh that against simple loving compassion and let that be our guide to what we accept or believe uh, or encourage our governments to be. Governments are, I mean, they, you're not going to get rid of them. I said they're an illusion uh, because they, they, in a sense, blind the reality that we have in Christ. They blind us from uh, the reality, or our own reality, who we are in Christ. So in that sense, they, they are uh, illusionary. Is that even a word? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, but they are an illusion. Uh, and uh, but but you know they do real and they do they are real and there there is no reason why they can't better reflect uh, better reflect the true kingdom. They can be reflections that reflections of that. I think it's possible. And I think you see glimmers, around the world of all kinds of uh, situations where a government does something that on the outside does not seem to be um, 
for its own benefit. It doesn't seem to be smart. And yet it's compassionate. Right? Uh, I think I think those those things do happen. They do exist. Uh, again, despite the, the, the worst um, actors in the government uh, who would rather sow discord and destruction uh, than peace and and love uh, so yeah it, re- it really comes down to selfishness in a lot of ways you know we uh, we believe that we should and we must take care of ourselves first and then if there's leftover we we take care of other people uh, I don't think that's Jesus way I get why people say that right um, but yeah I, I, I think we, we like our own brand we like our uh, our team um, yeah and oftentimes our color unfortunately uh, which brings brings me to the case of the jogger who was shot and killed Uh, a little over two months ago in Georgia. If you don't know the story, it's about Ahmad Arbery, uh, who was a a young man of 25, out allegedly jogging, and he was uh, gunned down in the States. He was stopped, he was stopped in the street uh, by two men and possibly three uh, who had guns and were trying to question him. They were not police, although one was an ex-cop. A retired policeman. They decided that this man was uh, doing something uh, suspicious, and they wanted to stop him until the police arrived. And a fight broke out, and the young man was indeed shot. He was killed. Now, there are two things at play here that I think we should look at. Number one. Uh, there is law, right? The the law of the country um, is something that plays into this, obviously. So, for example, did the two men who were armed, who had guns, did they have the right to stop and detain this man? And and did they have the right to carry guns, right? So, were they acting within the law by what they did? And it would seem, at least I've seen some accounts, and this has not gone to trial yet, but it would seem that they do. That in Georgia, uh, they are allowed to carry their guns wherever they go, however they want, uh, and they are allowed to make a citizen's arrest, quite possibly in this situation, based on uh, what the young man had been doing a few minutes before. Uh, one thing seems to be, oh, excuse me, seems that, it seems that the young man, that uh, Ahmad, went into a building that was under construction, a house that was being built in the neighborhood, and that's when the uh, men got suspicious, they called the police, uh, and until the police got there, they decided to, to stop this man in the street. So, 
some of the situation seems to say that the law allowed these men to do what they did. Okay, that they were within their full rights in doing what they did. That's one side. But there's a whole other side, right? There, there's, a, there's a common sense side that says no man who simply enters a house and comes out that doesn't belong to him should end up dead on the street. The punishment does not fit the crime. Okay? The punishment does not fit the crime. Um, that no matter what the law says, the results of this are that a man died and the only thing he did wrong, as far as we can tell, is enter into a house that was under construction and go back out again. So, on one side, the law, at least the letter of the law, not the spirit of the law, protects you. On the other hand, the men should have maybe taken out their cell phone, got a picture of the guy as he was coming close, uh, kept their guns away, and they should have realized that there was no need for guns in that situation, that guns might only escalate things to the point where things get out of hand. No matter what the law says, in that situation, there was no need for guns. They may be protected by the law, but the fact that they took a man's life because he walked in and out of a house is ridiculous. Now, there is the other side that says, well, because they had the guns and maybe he feared for his life that he preemptively started an altercation with the guy with the shotgun, the son. There was a father and a son who were the two main people involved in this. But again, if you don't have a gun, we might get into a fist fight, but nobody's going to die. The chances of somebody dying in a fist fight are astronomically less than if two people are fighting over a shotgun. So there are two sides to this story. There are obviously two sides. Uh, one side we don't get to hear, although the video that was taken by a driver probably involved himself, we'll find out, uh, kind of tells Ahmad's story. Either way, either way, the stupid guns people made the situation much, much, much worse. So, yeah, I, uh, th these guys may get off as far as the law goes. Uh, 
but as far as the situation that they needlessly escalated goes, uh, they they are responsible for that, and they're going to have to live with that for the rest of their lives. Uh, they erase the life of a young man from the earth and caused an uproar and pain for his mother and his family uh, that will never completely go away. It just doesn't. I, I still can't help but think if this were the other way, had a white man been jogging through a neighborhood had a white man been jogging through a neighborhood and two black men called the police and then stopped the white man and then they get in a fight and then the black man shoots the white man would those two black men have have been allowed to stay out of prison for two months before finally getting arrested I don't think so I just don't think so and it's just crazy. It's a very, very crazy situation. So anyway, yeah, the internet has has uh, blown up over this. The newest, newest thing to to worry about. The media, of course, is spinning it, whichever direction. Uh, that serves them best, serves their agendas. Um, and we'll see. We'll see how it comes out. Um, I have a feeling that the law is going to be on the side of the white men. Uh, but I just hope that the, the human aspect will be on the side of Ahmad. And again, it's, it's regardless of what Ahmad was doing. When you believe, when you have the core value that violence is a legitimate way, violence or the threat of violence is a legitimate way to solve problems on the earth, then stuff like this happens. We just need to talk. Listen. Put the emphasis on the listen. Uh, and, you know, even I'm susceptible to going down these rabbit holes and getting very, very, you know, angry and, and despairing over, over a lot of this stuff. Um, but then I can come back and realize that Ahmad is with his Savior, he's with Jesus. Uh, his mother can receive some comfort for the pain that she has suffered. Uh, these men who have taken a life, uh, one of them a bit younger, he's going to have to learn to live with that somehow, and that's going to take a lot of therapy, but he can get the help that he needs. Right? Healing can come here. Even in this situation, healing can happen. Uh, and unfortunately, my 
my uh, brown brothers and sisters are going to have to be in the position again of forgiving which they, they're constantly put in that they have to be the one to forgive and they're asking the questions why can't, why can't sometimes the white people forgive before they kill somebody why can't that happen and all I can say is you're right there's nothing to say to that of course you're right Um, so yeah anyway I am just about to where I'm supposed to be I know I kind of went on two different tangents here Uh, uh, unfortunately they're all tied up in the same mess that is partisan politics in the states right now right and left black and white um, yeah Every, everything is uh, I guess we call it the hell of dichotomy right Every believe, everyone believes that if you're not on this team you have to be on that team and, and that's just the hell that is America right now. It's the hell that it's built for itself. Um, so, anyway, I'm going to be here just for, I think, an hour or an hour and a half today to do my class. I guess I could go to the side. I don't know. Nobody's here, so. Yep, so I gotta I gotta run. So thanks guys. And I'll try to get this posted in a, a good good time, good amount of time. Alright, thanks. Stay safe. Uh, stay kind. Bye bye.